we are very close to South Dakota here in Morris, Minnesota. The complexion of our community is probably more an extension of the Dakotas than a preponderance of Minnesota. Certainly, we separate ourselves from the Twin Cities. Even though we are a little disingenuous about that, because we certainly have no problem going to the Twin Cities to take in culture, excitement, and shopping. Back home here in Morris, we might talk as if the Twin Cities are like Gotham City from Batman. The world of George Floyd seems a long way from here. It was a tragedy what happened in connection to him, obviously. Because Morris seems so much an extension of South Dakota, let's look at what's happening there. There is a governor, Christy Noam, who talks and acts the way Michelle Bachman would. It is rare to see females in such a mold. I have friends who have commented on Noam being a very good-looking woman. Well, this is what is called objectification of women, and increasingly, such talk is shunned. I see this as a positive trend. What constitutes a good-looking woman? Well, people my age, I am 65, grew up in a time when television entertainment pushed this awful notion that men should salivate over women who are slim, with curves, and maybe with large breasts. The best example of this was the old Dean Martin variety show, but it was all over, and men were not exempt from regressive generalizations too. I am thinking of the Starsky and Hutch look, or Magnum P.I. Attractive men were slim, athletic-looking, and most important, wearing tight-fitting clothes. Tom Selleck wore minimalist shorts. A picture of that was shown on a Fox News show not long ago and Brian Kilmeade laughed at the shorts. The photo was shown for another purpose, but Kilmeade couldn't resist commenting about the clothing. I assure you that when I was young, you would get teased if you wore loose-fitting clothes. We'd look at photos of men from the 1940s when loose fitting was quite common, and we thought those pictures looked so dated. We have come 180 degrees to today when loose fitting is the standard comfort, the logical approach. It is comfortable, and perspiration odor does not develop nearly as fast with the shirts. There is no comparison. 
So, is South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem attractive? Is it acceptable to even comment in such a manner? I hate to comment at all, but if pressed, I would say she looks a little anemic. But if that appearance doesn't bother you, fine. She was in the news the past couple days because of the misadventures of the South Dakota Attorney General. My, what a mess he is in or ought to be. The thing is, has the Republican Party gotten so strong out here, we are willing to cover for Mr. Ravensborg to maybe make excuses for him? It's astonishing if this is the case. Heaven help us all. We are now so Republican in our complexion. We now have a fully Republican congressman, Michelle Fishbach. She ousted our fossil congressman, Colin Peterson. Amazing. Peterson spent his whole campaign trying to distance himself from Nancy Pelosi. Why? Is he a Democrat or isn't he? Maybe voters rejected the phony nature of Peterson's stance, like he was a Republican in sheep's clothing or whatever. The people have spoken, and they like the Republicans nationally, no doubt about it but they have probably lost their president. Very strange. How on earth will Trump leave office if he is headed toward a swarm of sharks in terms of legal trouble? What would this unstable man resort to to avoid these troubles? Just think, he will still have the power of the presidency for a considerable time. We should be very concerned or very scared. So this is being recorded on the day after the election, where the news is certainly dominated still by the developments in connection to that. And... Uh, We'll all calm down in a few days, won't we? Maybe we'll start hearing about some other priorities in the news again. Let's look at the Wednesday, November 4th entry in the ELCA Lutheran devotional booklet. It's always a pleasure to share from that. Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. The headline is a question. Is it really for me? But I... Through the abundance of your steadfast love will enter your house. That is verse 7 of Psalm 5. Let us continue. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> Once I invited a friend named Casey, who was curious about Jesus, to come with me to church. After communion, I found Casey in tears. The pastor said that everyone is welcome and that the body and blood of Jesus are for me. But how can that be? 
My friend heard the words of welcome, but couldn't internalize them amid deep feelings of hurt and brokenness, amid the sense of being too messed up to be truly welcome at God's table. Why would Jesus want all that mess at his feast? I sat with my friend for a long time that day, offering assurance that it is God who extends the invitation and that our worthiness has nothing to do with it. We mourned together over the brokenness that made Casey feel so distant from God. And I marveled at the good work God was doing in our friendship. As a lifelong Christian, I sometimes take for granted the welcome that God's love makes possible. My friend helped me see it for the powerful, hard-to-believe miracle it is. God, thank you for welcoming all of us with all of our baggage to your table. In Christ, amen. Prayer concern, those hungering for God. End of quoted material. Well, the sun is shining magnificently on this November 4th, day after the election. We'll have a few more days like this, and then I believe on Sunday, there will be a wintry atmosphere taking over again. We got an early blast of cold this fall. We all remember, kind of shocked us. This is what we used to call an Indian summer, what we're experiencing right now. They are fleeting. Let us be thankful and take advantage of the nice weather. Perfect day to take a walk. Good day.